0: I'm James Zug, and this is Outside the Glass. Outside the Glass is brought to you by squashproshop.com, our source for equipment for racquetball, badminton, paddle tennis, and of course, squash. They carry a great selection of squash equipment from all the top manufacturers at the lowest prices rackets and shoes, balls and bags, goggles and grips. They've got it all, and they offer fast and free shipping on orders over $25. For the best selection, prices, and service on the internet, visit squashproshop.com. Recently, I got to sit down with Sue Newman-King. She's perhaps uh, most well-known for winning the 1978 British Open. Uh, it was the first Open since the early 60s that Heather McKay uh, wasn't entered, and um, so Sue was able to go through and beat Vicky Cardwell in the finals and, uh, and win the Open. So uh, here's, uh, here's a nice conversation with um, a great legend of the game. Sue, so, how did you first start squash? And maybe this is the time to really tell it. is it true about the pogo stick uh, yes. Uh, yes. story? Because that just seems too, too crazy. So tell me about squash in the, was this in the 50s?
1: 50s, yeah. My dad built courts in uh, 1955. I used to... Um, they'd be putting the timber floors down and I'd have to go through with a nail punch and punch the nails in so they could putty over the top. And then um, Dad paid me oh, it was two shillings a week to, um, to sweep the courts and mop the showers out.
0: So uh, why did your dad... Decided to build squash courts. Was it? Was, it, was had, had he been a player and wanted? It? No,
1: no. Well, squash wasn't heard of. He was a motor mechanic, and he built two squash courts above the workshop. So um, I, I asked him why he built them. He said people just told him that was going to be the thing that was going to happen. So he put these two squash courts up. And then wow. um, I used to have to fill the drink machine. And it was one of those old ones with water in. And the bottles would fall over, so I used to get my hand in the freezing water and stick the bottles up, and you know the Coke bottles and things. <laughs> and right. all Real glass bottles, right? Yeah, and then um, we used to have these really cute Christmas parties that would have club Christmas mm. parties. And um,
0: how how old were you in in nineteen fifty five when the
1: when the I was five.
0: You were five, five. when the when the club opened.
1: Uh, no, fifty-seven. I was seven when
0: the, When the club opened.
1: When the club opened, that was one of the first things. And
0: are you? Recently. Are you? Uh, do you have older brothers or younger sisters? I have or a younger brother. So yeah. you were. You were. So you remember when this happened? This was like a pretty neat thing for your family to have a. Oh, yeah. A squash club on top of the. Yeah. And was he a, a car mechanic or what? What was yeah, he fixing? Yeah, car mechanic. Yeah. He, he
1: fixed cars. He had a, a contract with the um, local baker's trucks. And uh, fixed all the baker's trucks. Amazing. It was built on a um it was built on a blacksmith's the courts the house and the courts were built on a blacksmith's that used to be called Moorfield Race Courts across the road. huh. So we called the courts Moorfield squash courts. Oh neat. Yeah.
0: so then, he they, he opened these courts and did people immediately come and join or what yeah, did, was it, yeah, it was it successful? It
1: was just a walk in off the street thing, right. but we were lucky because we had a big hospital not far away and we had um like a, I don't know what you call it here. It's a TAFE, um, where people go and learn a trade. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Like a vocational school. Yeah, That's what yeah. Call
1: and we had about five schools. In the so area in, as well? Yeah, in the immediate area. So, um, and my dad's... My grandfather also lived down down the street. He had a car yard down the street as well. And then we used to have... <laughs> We used to have a bottle yard next door and the local boys built a billy cart and we'd go around all the area and collect all the beer bottles and we'd go to the bottle yard next to the court and cash in the bottles and then go across to the corner of the shop across, yeah. off, across and the road and, and buy candy. <laughs> so it was a pretty... Back in the olden days.
0: <laughs> it's all Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable.
1: So, um, and then I was there, and then just one Christmas party, I was 13, Mm. and I got a pogo stick for Christmas.
0: So you were just doing that all day, right?
1: And I was just, the Christmas party was on, and everyone was, you know, having a good time, and I started jumping on this pogo stick, and I think I jumped maybe a couple hundred times without stopping, and this guy was, was half under and he came out and said oh, I can do that
0: were you on the court no no bouncing? just outside just outside just yeah.
1: outside yeah, yeah. and uh, he had a and fell off he said right I'll give you a game of squash and it's the first time I'd been there for seven years it's the first time I'd actually played squash so
0: why hadn't you gone on the court was it because the court was so busy that you, no, you didn't no, really have time no no just
1: or? used to run around and do other, things. do other things with the other kids in the street right yeah, right. we just played outside most of the time. We didn't want to be indoors because no, right. you know and there the were nice. big parks around, and the boys played cricket and yeah. you know football and stuff. And we yeah. just we used to just hang out yeah. really as young kids, as you do.
0: That's so, right. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
1: So um, yeah, so that's right. So I'm you went it.
0: You playing. went at, You at the Christmas party. You went in and started playing, yeah. or and, yeah. and 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 you fell in love right away.
1: Yeah, I just didn't stop. That's all I did. I'd just go, go on the court, hit by myself. And then my uh, one of the guys from the club showed me how to play. And um,
0: Was there a pro? a, a you No know, teaching no pro? Such thing. So it was more just like the courts were there and they people were would all come? Ex
1: tennis players. Nobody knew what squash was. And lucky we lived near the hospital because everyone kept getting hit. <laughs> <laughs> Big tennis swings. <laughs> All these tennis players on a squash court for noses and teeth and running in the walls, dislocating things. We used to just send them up to the hospital, they get stitched up and come back, back and play.
0: <coughs> so, what was a, uh, a two court facility uh, in the late 50s? Was that just hugely successful? Or did your dad struggle to fill the. No, no, we club? had a
1: waiting list. Dad actually built three, more,
0: on the, on three the
1: more courts in the 60s. Yeah, because it, it was doing so well. Yeah, yeah. We had a waiting list. So, um,
0: so there was a real boom squash wise yeah. in Australia in the late 60s, like late guys, late 50s. Yeah. Yeah. It was like all I just started. yeah.
1: Yeah. So exciting. It was great.
0: So you started playing, and were other kids playing, or was it no. pretty unusual for a, a junior? No, there was no back juniors
1: then. back then. Right. No juniors. And, and the problem I had um, coming up in squash, or problem was a good problem, um, five of the top women players in the world were in Sydney, including Heather Mackay. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't really start... Well, the guy that was coaching me said he couldn't do anything for me, so then he sent me to another coach who had been coached by Hashem Khan, and he taught me technique. So, um, I learned how to control the ball and then huh. playing against, in, in league, mm-hmm. um... Were you playing in the men's league or was there know, a, a... women's... There was a women's league, right? Yeah, there was a women's Fantastic. league. Well, with Heather McCullough was in it and Jenny Irving.
0: Right, like really good players.
1: Yeah, yeah, Heather, Jenny, um, Bev Johnson, who was a run-up to Heather in the British. Mavis Nankara was another one, um... We, you know, it was really hard. I didn't make an Australian team until I was 24.
0: Well, you guys were the best in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Heather was for 16 years.
0: Right.
1: And there was another lady, Marion Jackman. She was she was, up above Jenny. Mm. They were all brilliant players, but nobody could beat Heather. Why,
0: why, why was Heather so dominant? Technical. Year after year.
1: Technical. She'd hit the ball so close to the wall... And people said she had great anticipation, but she didn't have anticipation. She knew when she hit the ball what you were going to do with it because she put you in such a position...
0: You only could do one thing. You
1: only had one option, and she knew where it was going. So, you know, she didn't have anticipation. She just had the control that didn't allow you to do anything.
0: Do you remember the first time you played her in league? Or no, I remember where was the it? The first
1: tournament I played her, I was about 15, I think, and um, she she played around with me and gave me a really good game. And I remember when we finished the game, she shook hands, she nearly crushed my hand. <laughs> She's so strong, only little. But, you know. <gasps> she said, You keep going, sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was the first tournament. But in league, when we played at home, at Dad's courts, Mm. um, we used to have a a supper afterwards, like a, you know... Like a barbecue? No, just tea, tea, coffee, maybe a couple of beers if Jenny was playing, and and something to eat. Mm. You know, sandwiches and noobies. Well, as soon as they went, I was on the court till after midnight. Playing. Practicing, what I'd learned against Heather. Yeah, so that's you know, I had her all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was in, I made they had um state junior teams but they didn't have international juniors. Mm. Yeah. So right. I, I and then I made the state team. I played in Heather's state team for uh, seven years. Never played in an Australian team with her. But I'm a, I was in the state team. Mm-hmm. Thing with her if you got on and practice with her, if you didn't practice and and put 150% in practicing, she didn't get on the court with you. I and mean, when I was, you know, just a simple drive and boast, I was cross court drive, shoot boast, yeah. and she'd say, "See, so you need to move it six inches further across the wall. I can't get the thing back." <laughs> and put it six inches because when you hit a boast, you hit the boast to hit the nick.
0: Right.
1: You didn't just boast the ball up to the front wall. To move
0: it up to the front wall, yeah.
1: You hit the boast to hit the nick.
0: And that's what she was trying to do. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then she's telling me to control it and put it six inches. <laughs> and so she I'm was very too. precise. Like she. Oh, yeah.
0: She had, she had such control over the ball. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: The year I played her in the, in the British final, we had these Canadian ash rackets. And she put us... And I can, I can get the ball off the wall. There's a technique to drive the ball off the wall and block it without hitting your racket on the wall, which most people don't know. That's why the racket companies do so well. So she hit this ball so tight, my racket head stuck to the wall, went right up to the red line... And I'm standing there with a the handle. This is in the British final. I just couldn't get the thing back.
0: It was that tight. That and you, tight. And you, and you shattered your racket.
1: My racket just broke in half and the racket head just stuck to the wall all the way out to the red line. Unbelievable.
0: Was that in the first game or the third game? Or? I
1: don't know, but it was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and I only got 12 points in the whole match.
0: <laughs> wow. 12, 12 times a, times you were serving in one a point, yeah, so you yeah. won you won more points, but not the score. Yeah,
1: but not the no, it was the old. Well, twelve system. was pretty good. I mean, some
0: people did much worse than that they against did. her in the British Open.
1: Well, Bev Johnson, who's an Australian, this was <laughs> Bev. Unfortunately, said, "Oh, I've trained so hard. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to beat Heather in the final." She said, "No way. I've trained that hard." Beb got done, zip, zip, and zip.
0: Right in like fourteen minutes or something, right? Yeah,
1: <clears throat> didn't get a point. If you said that you were gonna beat Heather, she would hear that. Yeah, Heather played in an Australia, and I spoke to her recently. Played in an Australia, and she had two cracked ribs, and she. Um,
0: from what she had had a. I'm
1: s- not sure what it biking was from. accident. Or no, something. no, no. I think I don't know what it was from. She said a, a massage or something. Oh, I'm not sure. Well, I spoke to her about this recently. I said, Heather, was I dreaming or did you have two crack ribs when you played in Brisbane? she said, No, I did. She said, Mavis, this was our state team member. She said, I put my arms up, Mavis taped me up, and she dropped a game. That was one of the games she, she ever dropped in the Australian final.
0: And that was a huge thing, of, uh, you know, piece of news that, that, that she had lost a game. Yeah,
1: <laughs> with two crack ribs taped. never got sick
0: Mm, never got injured I mean that's one of the amazing things about the 16 years is you know everybody gets injured and you know niggling things and and flu something Something, and she never did
1: no she played um, an Australian over 75 tennis tournament with um, plantar whatever you call it fasciitis yeah just recently and won that I said, wasn't well, you footsore? Oh, yeah, but that was alright. She's not human. <laughs> <laughs> not human. So when she retired and I won the British, <laughs> I got married, we bought some land. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Had a child. <laughs> great, great, great. So um, was, yeah.
0: That was really exciting. Yeah. So how many times did you go overseas, like go to the British Open?
1: Uh, five times. I think I got a, an eighth, two-fourths, runner-up to Heather, and I won it. Mm. But that was all with Heather there. The thing with Heather playing is you, you always played for seconds, so if you, got, if you got through to the final, you used to go out and have a good time.
0: Before the match. Before the match. Because you, you, you knew, you knew yeah. it was... And you always
1: played better because you're nice and relaxed.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> so that's how I got my love with the theatre. That's why I'm here now, sort of seeing, spending a work at the theatre. Going to, going because to shows. Because I'd go to shows and things in London. To, yeah.
0: Right. Well, it was exciting to go to London anyway, right? Oh, I mean, it's a great, wonderful yeah. city. And... Well,
1: especially from Australia, right. you know, and back then it was a 24-hour flight.
0: And you would fly a couple stops, right? Or was it one, one continuous 24-hour flight?
1: Yeah, you'd have a refuel in Dubai or somewhere. But you
0: wouldn't get out of the plane?
1: No. Wow. Long trip. And then but you, you
0: never took the, You never took a boat? No, by, no, by no that was before me. That, yeah. that was
1: Cheryl McIntosh and Janet Morgan, yeah, they, um, they yeah. did that. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we got the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was lucky because Sheila, Sheila McIntosh, who was Sheila Spate, who yeah. won the British before Heather, she um, she invited me over. I didn't know anyone in England. I was working as a typist in the city.
0: In 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 London. In Sydney. Oh, sorry, in Sydney, yeah, in, yeah right. Yeah,
1: yeah, I was in
0: After after school.
1: Well I, I finished school. Mm. I didn't I, I left school at fifteen and started playing just started playing squash, worked in a bank as a as a stenographer mm-hmm. in the city. A lot of, and um, some of the guys in there <coughs> played, so they, they'd they hit with me at the law school because they were, I was in the legal section, or I'd go down to the park at lunchtime and train. And then I'd go... I'd go home, have my dinner. At this stage, we'd sold... We'd, Built the courts over the house we lived in, so we built another house. So I'd go from work to home, have dinner, go back to the courts with dad. He wouldn't let me play on, he wouldn't let me take a court because I was so busy. I'd have to con some guy to come and play me at 10 o'clock at night <laughs> to practice. Then go home, then get up in the morning. My brother wanted to surf, so and I had it. He couldn't drive, so we'd drive down to the beach. He'd surf, I'd run the beach, and we'd go home. You you'd run on the beach. That was your.
0: That was my training. Would you do sprints or would you just run?
1: Oh no 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 no! Just long distance running. Then I'd go back home and then go to work in the city again and
0: do it all again. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what was it like coming to London? For you? Were you eighteen, nineteen? How old were uh, you the no, first time?
1: No, I was twenty-two. <coughs> twenty-two. We all that time to save the money.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: there's no money in squash back then. You had to spend everything you right. had to get there.
0: W- was there any prize money in tournaments in Australia?
1: There wasn't any. There wasn't any prize money until we got the game open in seventy-eight. There was no no nothing you're lucky to have racket sponsors or shoes. there was nothing
0: And the government the government wasn't putting money into it.
1: Well squash wasn't as a, a recognized sport quite right. like, sort of a bit like hip
0: yeah right yeah. so you had to, you just did it all on your own
1: yeah <clears throat> and there were, there were no there was nothing professional it was all amateur right That was the hard part as is, is the amateur thing so you know you had to work. And there were no coaches, there were no psychologists, nutritionists, whatever. yeah. No, none of that. You just massage,
0: to, yeah. yeah. Do it all on your own.
1: And I had to work out court movement myself. I used to ask people, how do you move? They said, you've got to run for the ball. I said, yeah, but where, how? I don't know, you just got to run.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, nobody knew anything about court movement. I mean, I had the technique of how to hit the ball, yeah. moving on the court to the ball.
0: You had to figure it out on your I own. Had
1: to figure it all out.
0: So there were no at that time in 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 the sixties, there was not, a, you know, outside coaches from Egypt or Pakistan or England or wherever. Right? It was it was just Aussie. There guys were three it.
1: coaches that had been coached by Hashim Khan, taught to teach, and I, I had one of them.
0: Yeah. And that huh. was
1: it. But you had to go find them. They didn't come to you. Right. It was just a public money making thing. Right. You know, people just built these courts. People came off the street, paid X amount of dollars, had a shower, and went home. That was it.
0: Or shillings.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back in '66, we went to dollars and cents. <laughs> Before
0: that, you were playing shillings.
1: So yeah, there was there was nothing. It was mm. just um, just brand new.
0: Yeah. Right. You know, it's sort of exciting though that it was this up and coming sport.
1: Oh, I had the best time of my life. Mm. You know, I really did.
0: Why? Because of the community or the sport or what was uh, what, what, what was so people, good?
1: Well, Heather, for a start, mm. um, I just learned so much, mm. you know? And she was just such a good player and a good person. Mm. And you had Jenny, you know, Jenny was, was good fun. And we'd have a good social time. You'd have tournaments every weekend.
0: Mm.
1: And I was playing in the seniors all the time because there were no juniors. Right. And, um,
0: With the tournaments, were they um, all over Australia, or sort of just in Sydney and Brisbane? Just in
1: Sydney. Uh, once you got sort of into the oh, state team, then you had to go to Melbourne and Brisbane mm. to qualify for for selection for various things. Yeah. But um, no, just every weekend there'd be a tournament. Mm. You know, and it was a really good social time. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Really good social time for some. <laughs> <laughs> squash wasn't that important to a lot of people
0: <laughs> that's right uh, yeah, yeah. so then. so when you came over to the UK what was that like the first time to play in the British Open what, um, what, what year was that I don't to
1: 22 that would have been 72
0: mm. so Jenny want, uh, got to the final not one Jenny got to the finals in I 71 to... I think did she yeah, yeah. I went so off, this yeah. was the year after
1: yeah I actually I came third in the first one I played
0: Amazing. Yeah. Where was the tournament?
1: South of England, somewhere. I, I know. I swept the court, and they didn't appreciate that.
0: Why? They wanted it dusty, and
1: no, they wanted somebody proper to do it. Well, I had the courts at home, and mm. it was as slippery as hell. And they said, "I will get one to sweep it." I said, well, "Give me the broom."
0: I know how to do it. Yeah. I know how to
1: do it, and I swept it, and it was. <sighs> <laughs> you can't do that. Yes, I can, I'm not going to fall down. <laughs> so, you know, you, you just don't do that in right. England, you right. know? Not proper. Mm. So, um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yes.
0: Were the were the men and the women draws, were they at the same time at the club, or was it just sometimes, the women? Sometimes,
1: sometimes not. Yeah, yeah, but um, more toward, later on, mm. sort of, um, 70... Five. You had players like Jeff Hunt, Jonah Barrington, Yehangar Khan, James Khan. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, yeah. the most fantastic players you could ever yeah. ever want. Well,
0: Ken you Mike. must have seen jo- Jeff and uh, Ken Hesketh and those. You must have seen those guys oh, yeah, all they're, the time. They are right? all the
1: same. Yeah, every week. Yeah. Oh, not Jeff. Jeff, we saw at the Australians all the time. But yeah, um, yeah Ken played. Right. Played all the right. time. He's yeah. a beautiful player. Yeah. Beautiful player.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, yeah, Dick Carter, he was a top Australian player too. They were all great players. Cam Mancaro.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: All those guys. You know, played, all played in Sydney most yeah. of them. was yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you go to the Australian titles, you'd play a week of singles and then you'd play each state. So you'd see.
0: Them. So it was an individual singles, and then and then the team. Then the team. The provincial, the four four man each team. Each state, yeah. So you'd see. So how long was that? Was that two weeks?
1: Two weeks of squash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At number one, it's pretty hard. <laughs> That's a ton of squash. Yeah. Had to be fit. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. know, hey, but it, that must also I mean to have everybody there for you know thirteen days in a row. The social. Side of it must have been crazy, right?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you wanted to play squash, because right. <laughs> you only had, you know, the in the individual you only had a few people that really were, Pushing and out. then you had all the teams there. Yeah. So you know, all the others weren't doing much after the, so for a week, you know, they weren't training. <laughs> it was a really good atmosphere yeah. back yeah. then.
0: Yeah.
1: And well, there was no money.
0: Yeah. It was yeah. just all for fun. You used yeah. to have to
1: get time off work.
0: Well, to get two two weeks. Yeah,
1: and unpaid leave. Right. To go go play. So uh, yeah, but everybody was there, and it was a really good. Time. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: was the game evolving from the late fifties in now into the seventies? where was it uh, were the were the clubs getting bigger? Or were you know what was happening yeah. in Australia squash wise? Yeah, well,
1: it got bigger and bigger, and then they started building the glass back courts. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and big centers, ten court centers, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that that went through late late seventies to mm-hmm. the eighties, mm-hmm. and that's when it peaked. You know, we had squash courts on every corner, mm-hmm. and kids, you know, hundreds of kids playing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: And um, but the big thing in, in women's squash was in' 78 when myself and Barb and well, half a dozen other girls we tried to get the game open
0: mm-hmm. So what tell me about that in, in Australia
1: in Australia first and, yeah. and worldwide um, yeah. Janet Shardlow from England mm-hmm. may got the British open so Heather could compete mm-hmm.
0: and get prize money
1: um, or no to compete. Because as, as a professional, you couldn't play.
0: Right, yeah, right. You I think that happened in 74, I believe, yeah, is yeah, when the British Open said anybody can play in the women's yeah. draw.
1: So that was so Heather could play because she turned She had turned pro, right. Yeah. Um, then in 77, I was invited over here. Hmm. Was that
0: your first first time to the States? Yeah.
1: I was run up to Heather in 76 in the British. Mm -hmm. I'd won two Australians and about seven New South, which is a state title. Um, And I'd gone about as far as I could go with that. In between that, I'm on junior and Australian committees and Hmm. all sorts of stuff.
0: Right.
1: So I thought, well, you know, I can't do any more really, and I represented Australia, so I got this invitation in the mail to go to come over here from Real. And I put a letter in into the mailbox to the Australian Association that I'd turned professional and came over here. And then that's when that all started.
0: Mm. So what tournaments did you play in here? Or what?
1: Uh, Bancroft and um, the in, in New York? Yeah, in New York. Yeah. with her.
0: <laughs> she came too.
1: She came too. Unfortunately,
0: she she won that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we actually beat all the American players, mm-hmm. which which made a big difference here. Uh, that racket. We couldn't use ours.
0: Oh, you had to use a Bancroft. Yeah. That was part of the tournament.
1: Yeah, also. I know. Yeah, it was a Bancroft tournament, but our rackets would break.
0: But because so they of the weren't ball.
1: Strong enough, yeah. Yeah. For the ball. Mm-hmm. And, um,
0: did it, you have trouble adapting to the court or the ball, <laughs> or or did you figure it out pretty um, quickly?
1: Well, mm, we well, had a bit of trouble, especially with the angles up the front, <clears throat> and the ball just, you know. So where we got into it because we had a different technique with the you had to use more body and arm mm. <clears throat> in our game. <clears throat> That's right. so we outgunned the others by, by putting the rails in really yeah. hard and fast. Yeah. But if you let the Americans in front, and you they would it has some shots because yeah. of the angles, right? You know, because you didn't know where it was going. <laughs> dong dong dong, dong.
0: <laughs> What about the serving? Was that crazy? The the, the hard um, serves flying at you, or no? You you can no, handle that. Yeah, yeah, you can handle
1: that when you play the men at home. Yeah, you can handle yeah that because we used to practice against men, right? You know, and they hit that ball. Part of, or soft, they hit it pretty, pretty quick. So, um, yeah, we, we, we beat most of the, um, well, we beat all the Americans, really.
0: So the Bancroft was the first professional women's tournament yeah. in America. Yeah. Do you remember that, like, what, what was the scene like uh, at Uptown, and what, were, were a lot um, of people watching, and there was press... Jack Dempsey, I think, was there yeah,
1: first Yeah, there was quite a bit of press actually for yeah. a for a squash tournament and money. Yeah. Money was nice. That was the first
0: time you got paid. Money, yeah. Do you remember how much you get? you earned that oh, for the mate. tournament? I
1: think I, I think I got a lot of money. I think I got like nine hundred dollars for a tournament or something. And I'm thinking, My God. Um and I got my airfare paid over. That was even you know that was a lot. I didn't yeah. have to pay my ticket. Right. And um, we were housed
0: mm. at a hotel, or no, no, build it no. with people. Yeah. No,
1: build it with people. I think for the Bancroft, we, we were in a hotel. We're going back forty years here, mm-hmm. man. This is. i
0: well, it's it's. I'm it, trying to... But tried it. was a huge change <laughs> for oh, the fun. women's game to have a professional yeah. team yeah. Um, tournaments. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I couldn't, I couldn't compete in my own country.
0: Right, because it yeah. was still, still it had to be amateur. Yeah. yeah.
1: So then in 78, that's when I went to the British.
0: So you didn't, did you play in the British in 77? No. You got to the finals in 76? Yeah. But then didn't play in 77 because you I were here? Or? I
1: wanted to come here yeah. to see what it was all about. And that's, that's right. where I met Carol and Fred Weimuller. I stayed with them in New York and we spent every evening in the kitchen discussing squash. <laughs> and, um,. Yeah, they were really keen. They'd started juniors at Heights um, Casino. Heights
0: Casino, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. exactly.
1: So um, they felt the only way that you could get international squash was to start with the juniors because mm-hmm. you had the staid club people that wanted to play hardball squash and not international squash. Right. Right. And also the tournaments, we did other tournaments as well, and everybody said, oh, no, we'll never play international squash, you know, the rest of the world will have to adapt to our game and use the, the hard ball mm-hmm. and <laughs> I'm using that ball. And, um, yeah, it was kind of the beginning.
0: It really was the beginning. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Did you play in other clubs in uh, in yeah. the states, or do, were you just played in New York? In Princeton. No, mm-hmm. I
1: played in Princeton. Um, that was probably my first tournament. I came over, and um, I remember looking down at this white floor, mm-hmm. and um, I was so cold because it's like hundred degrees in Sydney. So I went on, and I won my first match in five, and I came back. Upstairs, and I put my overcoat and tracksuit on, and they got me a cup of tea and hot drink because I was was freezing. After a match, after a 5 cent match, first hardball game, and I was frozen. Yeah. So um, yeah, I remember that one.
0: Betty Constable was the coach there. Yeah.
1: Yes, I remember Betty. She was on the court coaching a group and she looked up at me and it looks good kill. It was like Hmm What are you doing here? This is our world. <laughs> I bet
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: <coughs> Which was rather funny. Yeah. But um yeah. I just wanted to be warm. I was so cold. <laughs>
0: well it was it was the winter I mean this was was January
1: you know we don't have snow where I come from and um, yeah Yeah. America was more of a shock to me than than England
0: Mm.
1: I mean you go to England walk through the park and you tread on a on a stick and it goes squish Mm. you know so yeah yeah, it's so wet in Australia Mm. you sort of you can hear someone come because it's crack 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 and then you have air conditioning had air conditioning here but it was still Mm. Very cold. Yeah, mm.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, that was exciting. And then I played Trenton,
0: mm-hmm.
1: New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I played Winky Suck
0: Yes, my cousin. Your yes. cousin. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to find that That's out that for is. so long. Yeah, she was big time player back then. Yeah, yeah. all yeah. into That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she's my dad's first cousin.
1: Oh, huh, okay. Say hi to Winky. I will. Me. I <laughs> will.
0: Yeah, she's lovely. I remember Winky. Yeah. For
1: some reason. Well, and it's an unusual first name, so. It is, yes. Is yes, that
0: well. real common? No, I. <laughs> <am. laughs>
1: that would be another reason.
0: <laughs> Did you play in Philadelphia?
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, play in
0: Philadelphia. Do um, you remember where?
1: <clears throat> no, not really. Mm.
0: No. And up in Boston or? or played in Boston. Mm. So it was a whole tour. You, yeah, you, you I
1: won a tournament in Boston.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Something I won. We played at one of the. Harvard University Club or University of Club? Yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won a tournament there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's all coming back to me yeah. now. I did well here. You did well with
0: the hardball. That's a big, yeah, big difference. Yeah, you know?
1: still couldn't beat Heather.
0: Mm. Even in hardball. No. Did you Did you play her in one of the tournaments? Mm-hmm. In
1: the bankroll final. Oh, in the yeah. final, exactly. Yeah.
0: And she, she was just too good. Even even though you were both playing a, a strange new version. Mm-hmm. She.
1: <laughs> well, she won the racketball tournament over here.
0: She won. She won the national championship.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: she was a great athlete. Yeah. I mean, you know,
1: you just <laughs> didn't have a chance. That's why when I won the British, I got married.
0: <laughs> so so you went to the British in 78. Yeah. And um, what happened in that tournament? Do you remember where, where it was?
1: Um, yeah. Was it um, at Wembley?
0: Wem- Wembley, yeah. yeah. They, they got into Wembley by then, yeah. Yeah, yeah So the men and women were there together, so that's exciting. Man. Oh, they, was it just Man, the women? just the women. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, was there a big crowd? Like, what? Yeah, was, yes, and was this yeah. a uh, a glass uh, bag? Like, what yes, was a
1: glass bag? And it had a pit at the front, mm. camera pit
0: for the photographers and Yeah, know.
1: yeah, that was a new thing. Mm-hmm. We put pit down the front. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was that was a good tournament. I um. I got sick. I had the flu, and one of the ladies I stayed with in Scotland was um was a doctor. And she said to me, Go to your match, play it, go home. Don't hang around, don't talk squash, just go home.
0: That's hard to do for an Australian.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it depends which one. Um, <laughs> and I sailed through.
0: Because you didn't socialise. You just played your matches, played you went home matches, matches, and rested. I went
1: home, rested, yeah. And I, um, I blitzed the final.
0: Who'd you play in the final?
1: Vicky, Vicky Hoffman Cor- Cardin, yeah, I'd call yeah. yeah, 3-0. I wanted that match so much. Well, everybody wanted that. Heather had gone. You had Sue Colx, you had everybody there.
0: Everybody. You know? Because everybody this was the first real Yeah. Genuine yeah. opportunity.
1: And I could've I could have hit that ball with the handle of the racket and I still would have won. Just the most amazing match. You know? And then the letdown after it was just phenomenal. It was like, ah, oh, That night? day
0: or the, or the next day? No, or?
1: that night on the drive home, I, mm. s- I felt so flat. It was like a whole lifetime.
0: Had been going towards that.
1: Had been going towards That's all they wanted to do was win the British. And then you did. Yeah. And, oh, well... <laughs>
0: It was a big deal, right? It was in the well, papers the next deal. day, yeah, right? It
1: was. It was really good. You got a paycheck. I got three hundred pound. No, did I get three hundred pound? One hundred and fifty pound. It was three hundred bucks. Heather got fifty the year before. I got one hundred oh, and fifty. Oh, gone up. Then Barbara up. got five hundred the next year. But that's when we all got together after that British... Oh, and I flew back here, too. I flew back to play... The in the ...to get in the Viva, yeah. yeah. So, so that was I, a
0: big trip. It was a big trip. British Open yeah. champion coming to the States, right? Yeah. It just,
1: oh, that was great. <laughs> I was so tired. I was all over the country doing exhibitions and come back here and back there. And um, So that's when we decided to try and form a professional association. So we put that together, and we called it Whisper. Hmm.
0: In 78, 79? In 78. Where, where was that first meeting? That was in England. After the British Open? After the
1: British Open. In London? Yeah. Who was there? Um, well, Jane Ashton's father and another guy put it together, mm-hmm. all the paperwork, <clears throat> press release, and everything else. And there was myself and Barb. And only Barb and I were there, but there were about eight of us had signed up now, this is complicated. I was never a world champion, but I was number one in the world because Heather had retired mm-hmm. now she 'd won this championship in 76 the first world championship was put on in Australia, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but for some reason, Janet chardlow didn 't want to recognize that as an official world title right. So, Heather's retired. I've won the British. I'm now ranked number one in the world.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Then we try and form the association. Now, Janet Shardlow doesn't want the players taking over the game. Okay.
0: Right. 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 Pushback from the SRA. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Janet was a formidable woman.
0: Morgan. Janet, Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, Morgan. Yeah. So, when we did this... Janet thought, "Mm mm-mm. So she got all the British people and whoever together and called an extraordinary meeting. Can't think what it was, but I was there. I had to go as a representative of the new professional association. And it was
0: called the Women's International... Squash
1: Players Association. Yeah. Yeah i got all the paperwork and everything at home. Photos, Amazing. press releases, everything. Amazing. And I've got the minutes from this other meeting.
0: Now, was it under the aegis of the SRA or the ISRF? Um,
1: the women's. No, it was. A, like there was none.
0: So this was just a. The men's
1: and women's were still separate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but. Oh, the
1: extra general mm, yes. meeting. Yes. That was under the um, Women's Squash Records Association. Okay, yeah. The English Women's Squash Records Association. Yeah, exactly, right. So Janet then formed the Women's... I forget what it was called. Mm. But that was the precursor to what is now...
0: What what became Whisper. In eighty three, yeah, what well became
1: Whisper right.
0: into whatever. So, yeah.
1: to stop us from taking control, because we wanted to do exhibitions and things and totally. get paid, and so she said, "Well, let's combine." Hmm. So then that association, and she was, was the
0: chair up. of it, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then in eighty three, you were out of the game by then. Yeah, I was gone. But that they had a meeting in Belfast or something, and and had and and and. Took control from her, or I don't know what happened. Yeah, but
1: with the Whisper. And and officially became Whisper again. Yeah. So she took it from us, and then Whisper took it from there, and then right. it went to... Right, and then it, yeah. Yeah, but that's how it originally started, is the, the six of us got together and formed this professional association, and Janet wanted control. Hence, we get to 1979. Mm-hmm. Now, Australia has gone open. In '79, so I'm captain of the Australian team. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: also at this meeting, they discussed holding the first women's individual and teams event.
0: Right. Right. Which was, was in, in Adelaide, in, or where where was that it? That
1: was in Birmingham and Sheffield. Right.
0: right. That was in England. That's yeah. right. Yeah.
1: Right. I also just recently got Heather to autograph the the results of that tournament. Mm. I got the results and I went down to Canberra and she autographed a couple of drawers for me. I've got the results of the teams' event too. There's no photographs. I've got one photograph of that of the, all the teams on the court. I've got one one photograph of the Australian team. Can't find them, but I actually had Janet sent me the the results mm-hmm. of the individuals and the results of the teams. Mm. So I had it blown up and um, had the autographed it.
0: So how was that tournament, the tournaments, the two of them?
1: It, it was terrible for me. Um, <laughs> my whole world collapsed. We got married in November. Mm-hmm. I think I came over here. Then I went to England. I got stuck in a snowstorm. Um, my husband arrived. That night his father passed away. I had to tell him his father had died. I couldn't go home because I was captain of the team. And about to play. And about to play. I was a mess. Mm. I think I lost to Barb Wall in the quarters or somebody. I don't know. In the individual. Yeah, I just, I was in non event. I was a mess. Then when I got to the World Championships, I got um, an allergy to my contact lenses and couldn't see real well. I obviously wasn't meant to to play. But I did captain the, the Australian team. I did I dropped myself to number three from one to three. And um, And you won that? No, I lost in five. We well, we lost to the Brits. I don't know what happened. We had Barb Wall, who'd won the British, Vicky who'd done well in the World Championship, and they both lost to Colts and Angela Smith before I went on the court.
0: So yours yours was a dead runner?
1: Yeah. And I went to five. They lost 3-0 each. So, anyway, that's... I hate 1979. That was a dreadful year. Yeah. Um, but that's how that... But
0: and that was the first one. So were there a lot of people there? Like, what was the oh, scene huge. like for that? Yeah, it
1: was huge for that. And that's the reason Heather Mackay came out of retirement. She wasn't going to play that Well, she was living in Canada by that time. Yeah. Right? But because Janet didn't recognise the first one,
0: mm.
1: Heather wanted a world, an official world title. So I was, I was actually ranked number one in the world for a whole year mm. because Heather came back out of retirement and won the, won the um the first world women's right. Team. But that there were two world championships. The first one yeah. that Heather won.
0: And that, that was in Adelaide? That was in Brisbane it was in 76. Brisbane. Right, yeah. right.
1: But because Janet wouldn't recognise it, Heather had to come out of retirement and win the first one in 79. So that 78, 79 was a big turmoil.
0: Yeah, sounds like it.
1: Yeah, and then that's how it all started. And, all
0: started. and then did you retire Ray right then? From uh, I think line, I retired you... in
1: 1980. I had to keep playing in Australia with, with contracts because we bought this land. night <laughs> And um we had a huge mortgage. So I had I, I couldn't I didn't go overseas again but I had to keep playing in Australia. But um yeah, I did and then I then eighty two when the world the second world championship was on I had my daughter. So I'd sort of you know, I'd I'd had enough. So mm. then I went into coaching mm-hmm. and I specialised in beginners and women's coaching. In Sydney. In, in Sydney, yeah, in universities and a hospital and You know, all that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. coach kids. And you did that for decades, right? Thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had fifty years of squash. Outside the Glass would like to
0: thank our sponsor, SquashProShop.com, our producer, Grant Irving, our social media manager, Laurel Holly, and all our loyal listeners who have shared their enthusiasm for the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and most importantly, with their squash friends. You're good. You don't need a second take. Thanks, Grant.